When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I want to go to Jerusalem right now because standing by is a man that distinguished himself as one of our great local politicians for decades as an assemblyman there in our borough park. And I call him the king of the Jews because he is. Anytime there's an injustice, first guy to yell and scream is my dear friend Dove Hyken. And he's in Jerusalem now, and he's upset with the president again, this time for getting involved, getting involved in the Israeli government, I believe. Let's get the lowdown live from Jerusalem from my friend Dove Hyken. Good morning, Dove. Good morning, Sid. Uh, well, thank you. Well, should uh, I say should, Jerusalem? Yeah, should I say yeah. should I say Boker Tov? Yeah, well, here it's in the afternoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> here it's uh, twenty-five after four. Beautiful, beautiful day. Beautiful breeze, sun out, blue sky, like gorgeous, unbelievable. But uh, I got to tell you, I don't know the Biden administration. They don't have enough on their plate. They're busy teaching Israel how to be a democratic country, as if Israel needs that education. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, you've had demonstrations here by literally tens of thousands of people. You know, they, they're against uh, what the government wants to do in terms of judicial reform. Fine. That's okay. You can demonstrate. You can rally day and night. Don't stop. Uh, but the American government is telling the Israeli government uh, – you got to respect democracy. People have a right to express themselves. Sid, that's exactly what everyone is doing in this country, to the point where the lives of the overwhelming majority of people in this country is being disrupted. You know, when I got to Israel just a short time ago, we couldn't get out of the airport, Sid. I, you know, we couldn't get a taxi to take us out of the airport because the streets were clogged with demonstrators. Now, they had a right to demonstrate did they have a right to close the airport at Ben-Gurion so people couldn't catch flights and people arriving couldn't get to their destinations? I mean, would the Biden administration support the closing of major highways in Washington, New York, and other places so that demonstrators like Black Lives Matter, right? right. I mean, would, they, would that be okay? Would it be okay to close the airport in Washington and Kennedy Airport in New York? Because we got to let the demonstrators express themselves. What the Biden administration is doing is so freaking outrageous. It is so outrageous. There's nothing but democracy in this country. They had elections. And as we know, there are consequences, whether it's Trump getting elected or Biden getting elected. And, uh, you know, the Netanyahu government wants to make some changes. People, a lot of people are against it. Demonstrate, rally, but don't disrupt everyone's life. I'm just a little confused uh, in that, you know, when we had our demonstrations and rallies here, for example, after the George Floyd murder, going back to the summer of 2020, they were violent, you know, much more violent than anything that happened on January 6th, by the way, much more violent, burning down police stations, which is, uh, the, that's the real, uh, that's the real crime there that they, they claim was January 6th was a crime. Uh, people getting murdered, people getting punched in the face, cops getting spit at. That was the whole summer of 2020. You're not experiencing any of that in Israel, are you? Oh, 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, those demonstrations, the things happening in New York, as you are describing, uh, how many countries have lectured the United States in terms of American democracy? How many countries? The French, the British, Israel? Did Israel lecture the U.S. on how to, uh, how to be a democratic nation and respect its citizens? I mean, this is so one-sided, but it's part of a larger picture, Sid. It has a lot to do with the political left in Israel that uh, the Democratic Party in New York really relates to. And it's really meant to undermine the Netanyahu administration. I mean, you see the articles by Thomas Friedman that America is reassessing its policy towards Israel. The beautiful thing is, Sid, it is a beautiful, as Trump says, it's a perfect, beautiful democracy here in Israel. And how do I know that? Look at the tens of thousands of people demonstrating. Just a couple of days ago, they closed down the airport, for God's sake. That's not okay to close the airport. Yeah, you can demonstrate, but you can't close major highways. If the FDR in New York was closed down, would the police say, you know, they have a right to demonstrate on the FDR? So it was the Democratic wing of the Israeli government that decided to shut all this down? Is that what you're saying? Well, they are working with this group. It is uh, people like Lapid and others uh, who really want to bring down the Netanyahu government. Their real problem is that they can deal with this so-called, you know, I love how they, the media does this. They call it a right-wing government. What would you call the Biden administration? Would you call it a left-wing government since the radicals in the Democratic Party control the policies that control Biden? But that's really what it is all about. You know, the, the parliament, the Knesset today is an overwhelming majority of people from the political right. Guess mm. what? They had elections. Right. The people voted. I know. And, and I remember, you know, when uh, Trump was running and even when he was president and the media talked about how David Dukes loves him. He's an anti-Semite. By the way, his daughter, his favorite child, is married to an Orthodox Jew, and he's been to the... To shul on the high holy days, Donald Trump. He did more for Israel in his first year in office than the six presidents combined prior. It's ridiculous to even say that even in jest. And then is it is it not ironic that the guy before Trump, Obama, BB couldn't stand him. The guy after Trump, Biden, BB can't stand him. Is that a coincidence or is there something wrong between those two guys and the relationship between Israel and America? Look, Donald Trump understood it. There's no question about it. Uh, Donald Trump wasn't better than just a couple of presidents prior to him. He was by far the best president in terms of the relationship to Israel since any president since 1948. I mean, I've said it many times. There's no one who comes in number two or number three. Donald Trump is number one, number one, number one. No question about it. And I got to tell you, Sid, at times like this, I miss the Republicans, and I even miss Donald Trump. Sure. When you see the Biden administration consumed with, they want to educate Israel on democracy. Give nope. me a freaking right. break! Right. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> get to Jerusalem from the airport for God's sake. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that does go into this uh, this whole bowl of wax, which was introduced to me by my friend Curtis Sliwa. He's on this show every week, as you know, Dove, at 7.05, and he loves you desperately. And he said to me, he said, you know, about two weeks ago, he said, this story's not getting a lot of press, but Dove Hyken, who's been a registered Democrat his whole life and won many elections in Brooklyn as a registered Democrat, 
has switched parties. And I said, I got to be honest, I haven't spoken to Dove. He's traveling like now you're in Israel. I haven't spoken to Dove, but it doesn't surprise me because of how down he is on this administration and how much he enjoyed a lot of what Donald Trump did. So can you confirm and or deny right now that you have switched from Democrat to Republican? So uh, we haven't publicized it in the sense that we haven't held a a big event, which we will. But you're absolutely correct. You know, you reach a point. It's not about the Republican Party being perfect. Yes, Shani, my wife, myself, my kids, finally we said enough is enough. This Democratic Party is not the Democratic Party of my parents. My wife is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Her parents were lifelong Democrats. We decided we need to send a clear and unequivocal message. It's not about one party being perfect and the other one being less than perfect. The Democratic Party has gone off off the cliff. They've jumped into the ocean. They don't relate to me, to the communities that I represented, where I live. Uh, so I am proud to be a Republican and do oh everything in the world to help the Republicans, oh period, end of the story. Now, again, as I said, as you know this, as a Democrat through my 36 years in the New York State Assembly, I supported people like Giuliani when he first ran in 1988. I was a Democrat, and you know that for a Democrat to support a Republican, as an elected official, they come after you. You pay a price. But I did it proudly because, to me, it was always about who was the better person for our country, our community. Al D'Amato, Pataki, those are all people that I publicly supported at big press conferences. But, you know, and this is enough. It is time well, uh, one for more than to you, say, look, we want to send a message to the Democratic Party. Yes, and you're doing a, a, you're sending a big message here. Two minutes ago, so uh, I was at Gracie Mansion. You know this, though, I contacted you about a month ago with Danielle. And it was the end of Jewish Heritage Month. And Eric Adams got on stage and he made this great speech. You know, we're we're sick of anti-Semitism. We're going to fight it. We care about the Jews. And then he comes out a couple of weeks later during some hearing where some nice little old lady is, is yelling and screaming about raising her rent. What do you expect? And he describes this lady as a slave owner, a plantation owner. And it turns out she's a Holocaust survivor. And he still, still has not made an apology. Your thoughts on that from the mayor? My thoughts is the mayor should see a therapist. He <laughs> should see a therapist? I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, something is not right. When you can talk that way to a, I believe she was in her 80s. What was that all about? Something is wrong. Something is bothering Eric Adams. And, and you know, it's not the first time and it's not the second time where he goes completely off the rails and says the kind of things that are just not acceptable. And the one thing I have learned in my life, uh, Sid, we're all human. As great as we may think we are, we are far from perfect. And saying, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, is something that everyone should learn to do, especially the big boys. Agreed. Hey, listen, uh, have a great trip, safe trip, and uh, thank you for a great conversation today. And for making that uh, somewhat uh, unofficial announcement, Dove Heikend, I love you, pal. Thank you so much. And I want you in Jerusalem with me. I, I'm dying to go. Me and my son Gabriel have to you, go we're with make you. It happen. Uh, we are going to make it happen. I promise. All right, have fun out there. There Thank he you, is, Sid. the great Dove Heikend. And let me say this on the way out, my friend, Republican Dove Heikend. Wow.